Morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Jason Whitten here. Hopefully, you guys are all awesome and well wherever you are today. I'm still in uh, sunny Melbourne, <laughs> catching up with the crew down here and um, enjoying the, uh, the the getaway. Uh, it's a curious thing, interestingly enough. Um, uh, at the moment, there's lots of information flying around out there as property investors. And uh, this is certainly an interesting time to uh, make sure we understand what's going on with our cash flow. And today in our Wealth Coffee Chat, I thought we'd sort of talk about uh, the world of cash flow and, and uh, you know, the idea that we've got to make sure we understand, uh, we understand the ins and outs of our income streams and uh, how to analyse them as we go along. So... Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. For anyone who's new, so give us a shout out in the chat. Say good day. But a uh, bit of a bit of a shout out this morning to all of you guys on Brendan, Warren, Jim uh, May. Uh, good morning, Nigel, Aaron, Bridget, Warren. I said it's James, Jabul, Nicole, Jeff. Good morning to all of you guys. Great to see you guys on on this morning. Fantastic to have you here. If you are new, Jason Witten's my name. I think I said that before. Been property investing over 20 years myself, uh, coaching property investors, maybe just like you, uh, to go the distance, create a property portfolio you can uh, you can enjoy later on in life. Real estate's a slow investment vehicle, folks. Uh, certainly residential property investing is slow and steady, wins the race. It's the tortoise, not the hare. That is for sure. Takes time to mature, just like a good wine, I suppose. Uh, and if you're here for get rich quick, uh, keep moving on because that doesn't happen uh, in residential real estate. Let me tell you, I ain't seen it, uh, and uh, I'm not interested in talking about it. Nor am I interested in uh, thinking about it when it comes to residential real estate. There's other ways to create uh, wealth in more accelerated capacities, businesses, and so on. But that's not what residential real estate investing is about. It's about using a very solid, reliable investment vehicle to park and magnify your wealth into the future. Very, very, very reliable. Matter of fact, I call it the most reliable income stream on the planet. There is no other asset on this planet that is as reliable as residential real estate. Residential real estate. Uh, let me know if you think there's there's one that's more reliable in the chat. That'd be interesting uh, because jobs aren't, businesses certainly aren't, shares are certainly not. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, residential real estate, the most reliable income stream. But let's talk about that income stream today because negative cash flow or negative. Uh, income streams are not a good idea. And I want to talk about what that means to us as investors today. And, um, you know, maybe, just maybe, um, have a little look at, you know, those sorts of things as we go along um, in today's show and chat. So uh, that's part of the conversation today um, as we as we roll along. See if I can get the old, uh, not that one there, but uh, let's have a look at this. There's three, there's three um, 
cash flow conversations that we all need to understand and be aware of. And tell me in the chat right now if you guys know what they are. When we talk about real estate, there's three. Hey, good morning, Papinda. Morning, Steve and Luke. Riley, good morning, mate. There, there's three. Uh, there's three pieces of vernacular words, it, language that that I hear used often. Okay, um, and um, uh, I want to sort of work through those today, and then we'll do some um, positive, negative, neutral. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, Bahan, like that indeed. So we we have this kind of like negative cash flow. Okay, negative cash flow, and then over here we have positive cash flow. Um, and um, in the middle, um, the neutral conversation behind, which is which is kind of there, it's positive cash flow after tax. Okay, so this is kind of our conversation today. Okay, so negative cash flow, um, which means which means so negative cash flow. So over here, this means your rent comes in. So let's say you have your rent come in and that is $10,000. $10,000. Your expenses are $20,000. Okay. So your negative cash flow, $10,000. Um, and your, your gross in, or your net income is negative $10,000. Okay, so it's pretty straightforward. Okay, so so everyone kind of gets that. Okay, happy happy days. Now, um, let's go over here and go. You know, rent um, ten thousand dollars. Your expenses, are, you know, eight thousand dollars, and your income is positive two thousand dollars. Okay, so you can see the extremes. That's pretty straightforward and easy to understand, right? Now, how does it work in here? Tell me, uh, and I'll just talk it through, right? So uh, the conversation I've heard a lot of people say that are negative gearing, okay, negative gearing. Um, now, negative gearing is, is awesome. It's wonderful, perfectly fine. It's just a process of offsetting some of the taxes you as a PAYG earner pay to the government and because you are investing in your future, and more importantly, investing in something that the government then, but if for your own financial independence, the government doesn't have to uh, worry about you on the pension in the future. This is kind of very broad terms, folks. Very broad terms. Then you get a you get a benefit. You, you can negative gear. You can offset uh, a loss against an income. Now that that is that conversation. Is everywhere, right? So, so very ill-informed people carry on about negative gearing as is it's some something bad. Well, 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 it's very naive and, and um, it's just a it's a stupid conversation. If you can get a tax deduction, get it. If you can't, then it's not available. Businesses, property investors. Everybody in the whole wide world, the entire planet uses deductions. Governments set those. You as a peer, as a investor, get access to that. 
And I just say that, like, I mean, anyone who wants to argue about this sort of stuff is like, in my in my head, I think it's kind of like a bit, it's a bit silly. But anyway, like sometimes I can get a bit carried away. <laughs> it's just like, what? You know, there's a there's a tax deduction available. Um, you can get it. And and you think negative gearing is is some boogie monster? It's bullshit. Anyway, it's the ability for you to offset some losses. You can get some great great uh, non cash losses in real estate. Then we're going to talk about that in a second. So negative cash flow, you're losing money. Positive cash flow, it's making you money. Okay. Now down here, the concept of deductions, deductions, deductions comes in right. So, you know, if you, um, if you had some deductions, uh, in here, you know, it, in accounting terms, it'd be recognized a bit differently, but I'm, I'm just going to talk about deductions. And the one we're going to talk about is depreciation. So if you had some losses, let's say $5,000, then you could, you could offset those losses against income, especially your personal income and get some taxes back. Okay. Depreciation. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, as we go along. So you might be able to get, let's say you had $5,000 worth of losses. You added back, let's say a thousand dollars worth of like real cash for tax flow, uh, real cash back for, um, after tax. And your property now, like technically is $9,000 negative over here. You could add back the, you know, you get $5,000 worth of deductions. You get a thousand dollars back. And now you turn this property into positive cash flow, $3,000 after tax. Okay, that's kind of the version of negative gearing. So this is the world um, that that we can have. Uh, I, you know, obviously, over this way is fantastic. Uh, that way usually is, is not. Um, and then positive cash flow after tax, you know, your rent comes in, you've got $10,000. Let's say, um, you know, your expenses are... You know, nine thousand. You know, like call it. Let's call it. Um, let's call it ten thousand dollars. And you're kind of. This is very rudimentary, but you know, you get zero. You get zero. Um, so it's neutral, like uh, Baham was saying before. Let's say you get your deductions. You get your five thousand dollars. You know, you add back your thousand, and now it's you know positive a thousand dollars. So it's positive cash flow after tax. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully I'm not sort of rabbiting on um, uh, unrecognizable this morning, but hopefully that makes sense. You've got negative cash flow, negative, negative, positive, positive in the middle sort of after tax. One of the challenges right now, folks, um, in in the world of residential real estate is uh, interest rates have gone up, right? What else has gone up? Tell me in the chat right now. Interest rates have gone up. What else has gone up? in true terms uh, in the marketplace. And tell me, there's, there's three or four things. Ch chuck that in the chat for me. What else? So interest rates have gone up, but what else has either gone up or going up right now? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it to real estate, folks. Let's keep it to real estate. Yeah, rents are going up. Boom. Okay. What else has gone up? Yeah, boom. Barley, building materials. Boom. There you go. Inflation. Yeah. So Chimney, so inflation is affecting real estate. So inflation, particularly in the world of uh, real estate, is affecting the building materials. What else has gone up? There's something else underlying every piece of real estate. 
on the planet, utilities, yep. There's there's something we all need. It's either a small piece of it or a big piece of it. Um, um that go that that's gone up, folks. Demand, yep. Okay, so it's the land value, okay? So what's gone up is our land value. So fuel, yeah, fuel's got everything's bloody gone up, right? But let's talk about real estate world, right? So here here right now, in the the, the dimensions of real estate, sort of if we have a look at it, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about who it, who it benefits, um, BJ. At the end of the day, um, um, anyone who's got an income, um, that can, that can buy an investment gets access to it. You know, it, the challenge is, uh, BJ, it, it's very, it's very clear that those who earn the least have the least access, um, the least access to, uh, these mechanisms of wealth, right? I mean, that's, that's just a fact. It's pretty clear. Um, you know, but, but it's, it's an interesting one when you have those conversations, right? Um, BJ, which is, which is, which is good. So, you know, it, at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting one, BJ, when you talk about sort of who deserves it. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't look at it in terms like that. It's something that's available that anybody can have access to. Anybody can have access to. The challenge is with those sorts of um, mechanisms, you have to be able to buy real estate or buy an asset to use it effectively. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the way the system is if you can take advantage of it. And uh, there's sort of two different sort of conversations in that sort of space. But today I'm talking about hey, there are rules whether you earn, you know, five cents or five million dollars. The same rules are accessible to everyone in this country. Um, so, uh, so we've got these things, right? So we've got um, the rents are going up. Let's let's do it like this. Let's say the interest rates have gone up, rents are going up, um, building costs have gone up, uh, and also land values have gone up. Okay, land values are gone up. So it's interesting right now, and, I, and I'm going I'm to quickly get to these numbers in a second because I've rabbited on a bit. <laughs> so interest rates gone up. As property investors, how do we how do we hedge against interest rates? So hedge is like how do we cover our costs? Well, the rent goes up. The rents go up. Okay, there you go. Um, how do you how do you? The question is, how do we um, hedge against these going up? Okay, building values going up and land values going up. Okay, so if uh, if you're an investor, you're buying an existing property. What's gone up? What's the uh, the underlying value that's gone up on that property? An existing property. Tell me in the chat, folks. An existing property. What's gone up in value? Um, the land has gone up. Technically, the the access to that location's gone up. But anyway, that's 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 kind of simple terms so the land's gone up in value right yep boom the land's gone up in value um for all of us um that that's fantastic if you own it you know if you've got to get access to it in the future well you know your price is going up right for for um for us as investors 
looking at yeah the cost of replacement yeah yeah the cost of replacement so this is an interesting one right now and I, I, I'm sort of not making not making it a very clear conversation here but I'll get to it in a second what's gone up is the land values have gone up secondhand properties have gone up two hundred thousand dollars a brand new property has gone up two hundred thousand dollars or thereabouts the challenge is right now what what is it's a really strange little mechanism right now in the marketplace that if you have a look at a cash flow, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to my little calculator here. There we go. I'm gonna see if I can pop my um pop my video into the front here. Hello. See if I can resize this. No, I can't. Anyway, not uh not going to be today, folks. Anyway, you can see in here, like, um, and I might, I might surf around on this actually. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to do this tomorrow because I'm running out of time and I want, I want to do, do this right. Uh, rates go up, land tax goes up, exactly bye bye. So, so what's going on now, folks, is, um, building prices have gone up depending on where you are. Pretty significantly, anywhere from seventy to a hundred thousand dollars. And um, for you and I, as investors, if we buy new, we get the benefit of that. We actually get the benefit of that. How do we get the benefit? How do, how does that? This is kind of a head. If our building price has gone up, what what do we get to do if we're structured correctly uh, with that building price or that building cost in our cash flow, folks? Tell me right now. Um, how, how do we how do we offset that? How do we get matter of fact it increases our cash flow? Chuck that one in the chat for me right now. Tell me yeah, more deductions, boom. Exactly. Brendan, Bahan, yep. Depreciation, chimney, chimney. Um so tell me. Uh and this is a really curious thing right now because I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm doing lots of cash flows for people. Second hand property. Even one year old, you guys know this. Um, depreciation, you get you get seventy percent less. Basically, all your chattels are zero when it's when you're the second owner. Okay, so a second hand property, if you put a seven hundred thousand dollar property and a seven hundred thousand dollar property, a brand new one right beside a second hand property, uh, and they're they're equal in price. Um, right now, the cash flow on a second hand property is between 20 and 30% more after tax than a secondhand property. And it's gotten, it's gotten worse or better depending on how you look at it, right? So the secondhand property value went up. Fantastic. The brand new property value went up. Fantastic. Um, the secondhand property, if you buy in right now on a secondhand property and you use it as a rental, a cash flow, um, you get less tax deductions and it actually often attracts less rent. So it's really interesting at the moment, uh, interest rates, land, and pricing, how you hedge that, how you manage your costs is actually um, really quite difficult. Uh, and secondhand properties are more prone to be negative cash flow um, as you go along. So there you go. Um, and, you know, like I've always, not always, but mostly bought new properties in, in the past. I've always just enjoyed that because I've always wanted to offset my my um, taxes and and uh, manage my cash flows and all that sort of stuff so 
but it's interesting. Do you do your um do your math on that? You guys have got the calculator. I might do that tomorrow. I'll I'll hook into the calculator tomorrow. But it's really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, if listen, if you're in our mentoring group, um, um, uh, with some of the builders yet, I mean, builders do go bust, unfortunately. And right now is not the only time builders go bust. Builders go bust all the time. Uh, you just got to understand who who to build with. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. It's something that you've got to navigate, whoever that was. Give us a shout out your name in the in the chat there. Um, uh, we've built thousands and thousands of properties uh, over the years and uh, we've learned a few things about builders. Certainly small builders and cheap builders are the worst ever to deal with. Um, a lot of people shop on price and price is the, yeah, price is not the number one indicator of something. Um, as you're going along, so you know, yeah, Privium, they they were they were a biggish builder, weren't they? Yeah, it's an interesting time at the moment. There's a few there's a few things to do with um with building. You know, if you don't like the idea of building houses, you can you can be part of a um, a townhouse or an a, a uh, an apartment conversation. There's there's a few different ways, but um. I might I might dive into that actually. That's a that's a good one. Um about the building and the builders and stuff like that. Um yeah, we've had a few builders um over the years, you know, twenty two years doing this. We've had a few builders um fall over and um unfortunately it's really annoying. Um but if you're doing it right and you've got the right insurances, you you you'll get through and out the other side. Give us a shout out if you need a hand on that one. Um happy to um catch up with you and have a yarn if you're if you're stuck. Uh, whoever you are, let us know your name and, and uh, more than happy to, to chat with you at some point, point you in the right direction. Anyway, uh, I think that's it, folks. I think I'm done today. <laughs> but it, it, the point the point of my conversation today was really keep an eye on your cash flows and really think about what, what affects them going forward because for all of us, as interest rates rise, we want to, we want to be able to hedge our Bets against it, and I'm very, I'm extremely bullish on the rents, folks. Like the rents are going absolutely ballistic in many areas, um, and it's only going to, it's only going to get worse at slash better, depending on which side of the fence you're on, um, as we go along. So there you go. All right, I'll just stop rabbiting on now. Uh, yes, Bob, wealth, wine, and wisdom is back. Uh, we are kicking off in uh, July. Uh, we've had a little little break. We've had some crazy travel on, and uh, we'll be back at it, mate. So, look forward to catching up with you guys with a with a cheeky uh, cheeky bottle of wine. All right, team. You guys be awesome. Be well. Thanks for joining me today. I know it was a bit fitzy today, but there you go. Anyway, it was just a bit of a yarn today. There you go. Hopefully, it's useful. All right, folks. That's it. Better let you guys go. Um, go well. Take care. Join me tomorrow, round about the same time for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Bye, folks.